Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I could probably pound out the power chords, but I don't know if I could play the opening to um, today. Kind of interesting. It's one of those things you don't see very often, especially from a band as big as the Smashing Pumpkins. But uh, there's a story circulating that I guess they need a new guitar player and they are looking to anybody to be their guitar player. They're not going through the old familiar faces that go from band to band. Do you think this could be publicity? Big time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Only 100% do I think that. Uh, uh, but... They have, like, they sent out an email address, and they're like, send your resume and whatever if you would like to be the guitar player for the Smashing Pumpkins, which I really, really hope they just choose some random person. Do you include your past job history, like your high school job at McDonald's? Do you? I don't know why they're even looking for a resume. Your warehouse job? It's like, we were going to hire you, but then we saw, yeah, you worked at McDonald's in high school. Ooh, yeah. I see you got fired from McDonald's. Explain. Billy Corgan calls up your references. (laughs) Can you imagine? What's his work ethic like? I wonder what it's like working for Billy Corgan. Probably not that fun. I get the sense he's intense. Yeah, he's probably a little serious all the time. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe he's a hoot. Maybe he's the funniest guy we've ever met. Strengths and weaknesses. Can you imagine that part of the interview? Uh, Bar chords, I'm really, really good, but I struggle with the F chord. Nobody can play the Nobody can play a crisp F chord. It probably would be for publicity, but I just love the idea of them taking some rub-a-dub guy from Mm -hmm. like living in a basement somewhere. Playing in a... 80s cover band. And all of a sudden, boom, he's standing on the big stage. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's pretty neat. That's the kind of thing movies are made of. I guarantee you they've already got somebody in their pocket. Probably. Yeah. Because I think they're touring, like, they tour England and stuff in the summer with Weezer, and then they're also doing a big tour with someone else. Oh, yeah. Uh, No, there's like four four bands on that bill. I can't remember who they are. It's a pretty massive tour. And so if you could be part of that, that'd be pretty sweet. It'd be fun. I could probably learn guitar in the next four months or so. Sure, I want you to do it. (laughs) You can do it, Bryce. I could submit a tape of me playing Ode to Joy. Yeah. I want to hear that. If I handed you a guitar right now, could you play Ode to Joy? Maybe. Really? Maybe. I don't know if I fully remember how to play it off the top of my head. I how does that even go? Is that... Ode to Joy. That's exactly... I wrote lyrics to it. A song that really needs the lyrics. Yeah. Ode to Joy. I haven't picked up a guitar in a thousand years. You should start again. Maybe I should. It's an old-timey hobby. I I I think I could do the brooding because I mean being part in, in Smashing Pumpkins you can't be Guy Smiley up there. No, you can't be up moment. there in a you know a, a Bass Pro ball cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wearing a Hawaiian shirt on stage. No, no, and flip flops. No, you need to be wearing heavy boots, heavy like really heavy boots that are heavily buckled too. If it's a uh, preferably wearing a heavy jacket that goes all the way down to the ground. Yeah. 
You know, you need one of those. Uh, you need to be able to play while just looking angry. All you need time. to be able to pop the collar on that jacket too. I like this a lot. Go apply to be the Smashing Pumpkins guitar player. I think you should apply. You think? Why not? Aw, shucks. <laughs> but what about my F chord? You have until the summer to figure that out. I've been playing guitar for decades. I'm still, I still suck. When I, when I see I'm playing something and it's got an F in it, I kind of, ooh, this is going to be a problem. Well, I think, I bet you're probably not the lead guitar player. You're probably like secondary guitar. Oh, for that's sure. That's barely yeah. turned on. Yeah. So you could probably Maybe. get get by messing up that chord. Like that guy from uh, Green Day's touring band that we saw play the Great Cup halftime show and he stood behind the amplifiers. Yeah. Like you could just see the top <laughs> third of them. And you know his guitar probably wasn't even plugged in. No. Yeah, that could be you. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Loop City. Uh, uh, Loop City. See, I could do background vocals too. Throw in some wailing guitar behind that and you might just get hired by Billy Corgan. Yeah. Uh, Lube City, they got 27 locations in Alberta. You need an oil change? Go see them. Find the one nearest you at lubecity.ca. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Just two guys watching the world go by. Man, you hear about all these old-timey, old-school hobbies. I think, I think I might have four, possibly five new hobbies now that I want to do. It's good. I like the old-timey hobbies. You know, yeah. It's like those old names that we want to see come back into circulation. Yeah. We need some of those old hobbies to come back, too. Barbara, Brenda, Frank. Knitting, crocheting. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I was just looking at Facebook, <laughs> and a friend of mine posted a picture of a postcard that he bought for himself over the Christmas holidays. Oh. And, and then posted a picture of that postcard and what looks like a conservative guess would be a thousand other postcards. Like just shoeboxes full of postcards. And apparently this person who I've known for a long time is a postcard collector and I had no idea. Did you know that was a hobby? I guess everything is a hobby. Yeah. Out there someone probably collects everything. I wouldn't have postcards at the top of my list, but uh, teach their own. But I looked at it and I thought, oh, damn, this is charming and old-timey. Like, old-fashioned hobbies that didn't require any, I don't know, very little money. No technology, for sure. Not a lot of technology in postcard collecting, I would imagine. Probably not a lot of money in postcard collecting, either. And then I started thinking, you know, do... I think a lot of my hobbies are kind of old-timey. Like, is playing a guitar old-timey? Maybe not, but I do play banjo as well, so maybe that's the old-timey part of my hobby. Yeah, that's trending backwards in time a little more. It is? Maybe a bit. How about you? I do enjoy doing the odd puzzle. Okay, that's an old-timey hobby. The last couple years, right around this time of year when winter's, you know, here, and there's not much to do outside, I don't mind brooming my table and putting a puzzle on there. Now, do you do the puzzles alone, or does your best girl join you in the puzzling? She'll join for 30 to 45 seconds, Mm -hmm. then she loses interest immediately. Finds one of the edge pieces and is like, wants a high five. And Listen, anybody can find an edge piece. Yeah, that's the easy part. They're flat on one side. It got to the point, though, where I noticed that Costco was selling these foldable plastic tables for 50 bucks. And I was like, oh, I should get that as the add-on. 
Because you get a 3,000-piecer, that doesn't all fit on your dining room table. Wow. What's the biggest puzzle you've ever done? 3,000, Three, 3, I think. That's too many pieces. It's a lot. It's a lot. When you see, like, the 5,000, you're like, easy. Do you? So when you're puzzling, is that the focus of your attention? Or do you have, like, are you facing a TV? What are you doing? No, it's the brunt of my attention. Requires all of my focus. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. There was a couple last year that were too hard for me to do. I had to bow out. It was maybe the most shame I've ever felt in my life. You just box them up? Yeah. Heave them into the fireplace? But, uh, yeah, your 97-year-old grandmother and me. <laughs> Puzzlers. And toddlers. <laughs> toddlers and grandmothers and Bryce Kelly. No, I'm, I think a lot of people got into puzzles during the pandemic. I've started to get targeted ads for puzzle tables. Ooh, are you going to spring for one? Are you going to get yourself a puzzle table? I don't think so. No? I'm not that committed yet. Yeah. But I I didn't tr- flip away from the ad that quickly. You know what I keep getting in my Facebook feed too? And I don't know what I've done to deserve this, but embroidery, like super elaborate embroidery. And some of these things are spectacular. This one I saw yesterday, it's like footprints in snow. And you'd think you're looking at a photograph. But it's embroidery. There was wow, this, this is bad radio. There was a time where knitting and crocheting yeah. became the biggest thing. So yeah, maybe there's old-timey hobbies still kicking around. We salute you, old-fashioned hobby people. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. The number of people that are into crochet are not crocheting, but uh, needlepoint and embroidery. I had no idea. Way to go. And by old school hobbies, we're just talking things that cost very little money, don't require any technology. Here's somebody, I had to look this one up and these are fantastic, but it says, I've been creating magazine collages lately as a hobby. So I Googled magazine collage. That's cool. All you need is some, I don't know, some Mod Podge or whatever that stuff's called and some scissors. Here's somebody else into cross-stitch. I love the elaborate ones that take me 6 to 12 months. I learned this as a kid, then didn't touch it again until I got COVID in 2021 and was quarantined at home for three weeks. I'm still hooked. That's from Shelly. This person, we do the New York Times crossword puzzle every weekend at a different coffee bar. And I wrote back to this person and said, very few things make me feel worse about myself than when I attempt the New York Times crossword puzzle. How about you? What's your old-fashioned, your old-timey hobby? What are you doing these days? This is kind of inspiring. I think we could all benefit from a, a hobby that doesn't involve us holding our phone. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Dustin said, I got into carving wooden spoons. That's all his text said. So I wrote back and I said, like, a wooden spoon that you'd use to stir a pot of chili? And Dustin said, exactly. And for some reason, that's something I never thought a person could do at home. I thought, oh, wooden spoon, that's something you have to go to crate and barrel. or You, have to, you can't make yourself a wooden spoon. Meanwhile, everyone else is busy making these super cool, complicated, wooden, laminated cutting boards. And Dustin's over here making his own spoons. I love this. He did say that his first one turned out terribly, but he's getting better at it. Keep carving, Dustin. That's fantastic. Here's a 22-year-old that just got into fly tying for fly fishing. Uh, 
They say, I think I'd consider this kind of old-timey. It seems like everyone in the community is at least above 50 years old. Can't say it's super cheap, though, but I'm having a blast so far. Uh, Oh, this one. This is impressive. Old school hobby. I still play the original version of D&D with the same chaps I played with when we were 10 years old. And I had to text back and I'm like, how old are you now? And this person said, 48. They also, you know, they took a long time off, but the original group and the original D&D game is back together again, rolling those 20-sided dice for at least the past seven years or so. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, hello, what's going on? Oh, uh, I hate to change your subject on you a little, but... No, please do. I was driving down Highway 2 this morning, you know, and the rest of the world was asleep at like four in the morning. And uh, I look over at the flame, uh, flaming, is that how I say it? Flamin', flaming oh, man yeah, there. The flamin's on the treadmill. Yeah, on the, the treadmill I man. I thought to myself, we should put like a Fitbit on that sucker and see how many steps he gets a year. <laughs> they should do that. Flamin' should do that. And then that can be, I don't know, that'd be a great PR piece People for them could, every like, year. People could like bet on it too, like how many steps he gets. In the, and then whoever's closest to the bet would win like, I don't know, 50-50 or something, you know. Okay. Yeah, Flamin, if you're listening right now, what's your first name? Trevor. Okay, Trevor gets a free treadmill for this idea, Flamin. <laughs> don't forget, buddy, you guys are doing important work over there. Yeah, sure. Seriously, this is a good idea. Because you know how at the the end of the year, all these companies, they put out lists? It's marketing. They put these lists out to get you and I talking about them. Skip the dishes. They put out the, the list of the most popular orders or the most expensive orders. The airline industry puts out the list of airlines with the best and worst on-time departures, that kind of thing. Who wouldn't want to know how many steps the Flamin' Treadmill guy takes in a year? I love this. So congratulations to you, Trevor, for finally using your head. It's the Gunner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, Trevor had called in, and he had a good idea that they should put a Fitbit on the flaming treadmill guy and count how many steps he takes in a year. Yeah, I kind of heard that. And my first reaction was, I don't think we need to wait a full year. Oh, we need, it needs to be scientific down to the step. Like, I think we can determine this based on nerd math. Mm. Probably knock it out in five minutes. Uh, This is from Joey. Hi, Sonic. Joey here. He does almost 25 million steps a year. I wrote back and I said, well, did you do that math? And Joey said, yes, and it's correct. Oh, well, I trust it. Maybe it is, but how did you arrive at that number? You can't just proclaim it's correct without telling us how you arrived at that figure. In my head, I was just like, couldn't we like watch him for 10 seconds, see how many steps he takes in 10 seconds, and then just start doing the math, no. counting outwards from there? You're not taking into account environmental conditions, the wind speed. I uh, don't know if that factors into I it. I believe it does. I believe it does. The only X factor would be when they do outfit changes. Yeah, they have to and, shut him down for outfit changes. And how long he's off the treadmill for outfit changes. So he has to subtract probably a few hours off of that final tally. Yeah. So, Joey, please, if you want to, um, like, let us know how you arrived at that number. Because the, the, when you go, it's correct, that would be like me claiming that I invented um, 
you know, putting French fries in your Wendy's Frosty or that I invented the fireplace channel and then just saying, don't even bother looking it up. It's true. I did those things. I need to know how you came up with that. Well, maybe Joey sat there in a lawn chair at the side of the QE2 for an entire year and counted the steps. I'm not saying that they didn't. I just, I need to check the work. Maybe somebody should do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone else said, what about power outages? Yeah. So there are some X factors in here. Somebody said, whoa, easy, Joey. Uh, what about the calibration of the treadmill? Uh, somebody, This is Todd, uh, who says, what about power outages? True. There's a lot of factors we need. Flaming treadmills, put the Fitbit on the guy. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, everybody back off of Joey for a minute here, too. Joey's math checks out. So Joey was the person saying that the flam and treadmill man takes about 25 million steps a year. And um, when I asked Joey, like, how do you know this? And Joey said, I did the math. It's correct. So I probed a little bit deeper and uh, <laughs> Joey said, I was on a job on the highway at NISCU for three months. We counted how many steps. We were bored. Apparently, he takes 48 steps a minute. That's how far he walks. And then you do the complex math, and that's how you arrive at 25.3 million steps in a year. Thank you, Joey, for the important work that you and your coworkers are doing for all of us. I think we all benefit from knowing that. It's a great little piece of bar trivia for you. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. What time were you out there yesterday with your um, snow blowy thing? I did mine at a respectable hour. I was about noon. Oh, okay. So you're talking about your, you have like a, a battery or a, yeah, an electric leaf blower Just thing? a leaf blower. And yesterday, the snow that fell on Saturday night, it was just thick enough and just fluffy enough that my little leaf blower could still blow it all oh, off. Yeah. I didn't have to shovel it and it came off perfectly. And it was just, that is maybe one of the most satisfying things on the planet. I see the people, like I have an electric leaf blower. So I don't even bother using that thing because a frozen extension cord, what a bummer. I don't have the cordless version of that. Yeah, it's a hassle. But then I, there's the people with the backpack gas-powered ones. They were out in full force yesterday morning. I went for a walk. I left my house just after 6 o'clock yesterday morning. I wasn't 10 minutes into my walk, so 6.20. I came across two different people in my neighborhood with the gas-powered... Going at 6.20 in the morning. Yeah, those people need a good smack. <laughs> what time is it acceptable to do that? I think you have to treat it like a lawnmower. Like, you don't do anything gas-powered and loud until... 10? N- I'll be generous and say 9, but really my heart says 10. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're doing that at 6 a.m. You're just obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, everybody... As I'm walking down the street, there's not a single light on in any house. You know people are still sleeping. So, but anyway, congratulations, Bryce, for waiting till noon. Yeah. yeah. My, I have a neighbor that... Uh, It'll be like 11 o'clock at night, and he's out there firing it up. Really? Yeah, it's really annoying. Wow. Are you going to get a gas-powered one one day? I've thought about it long and hard. Then I'd worry that I would enjoy it too much, and then I'd feel the need to just keep going down the sidewalk well past my property line. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Hi. Uh, Snowblowers. Sure. Air things and stuff like that. Um, So, like, I live on an acreage. And I shovel my little piece of driveway with a shovel still. 
And like, why? Like, is this is this people? Is this the problem with humanity? Is that people are too into the conveniences? Like, why do people in town need a snowblower or a or like a, like what's wrong with a shovel? At what point did we stop using shovels? I'm confused. Wow, this is charming and old-fashioned that you live on an acreage and you shovel by hand. Wow. I also heat my house with wood. I don't know. Do you sell your jams and jellies at the side of the road? I, I, I sell them at a farmer's market with yeah. my eggs. <laughs> but just, just a thought, maybe, I don't know, maybe the, maybe the solution to what time to start your, your, your air blower things is maybe just... Maybe just get a shovel. Wow, I sound like I'm 800 years old when I said that. <laughs> Shane, thank you. I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, the one guy I saw yesterday morning, again, this is 20 after 6 in the morning. It's pitch black out there. No no lights are on in any Everybody's still asleep. It's just the weird guy, me, walking around the neighborhood and then a couple of my neighbors with their backpack snowblowers on. And the one guy, he was, he wasn't even hiding it. He was just blasting all of the snow off of his driveway onto his next-door neighbor's driveway. Not even trying to disguise it, not one bit. A lot of people are texting in going, bylaw says you can only do... The people who are out snowblowing at 6 o'clock in the morning, if you're the neighbor who walks over and goes, bylaws, they're not going to listen to you. They won't hear a word you say. First of all, they've got that noisy snowblower thing on, but they don't care about the bylaw. Oh, yes, this is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Wow! You're probably waking up with a pierogi and cabbage roll hangover this morning. Was that last night? I have no earthly idea. She, what's the date? I have no earthly idea. Hmm. The 8th. Okay, yeah, so that was yesterday. Ukrainian Christmas, that's what we used to call it being from a small town in Saskatchewan. I know that's not the technical name for it, but... I know a lot of people, that's their benchmark for... They'll leave it up, the Christmas tree up, until Ukrainian Christmas. And you know what's funny is... So you de-Christmased your house on New Year's Day? Yeah. That's too soon, Bryce. No, I felt right. I could have done it days earlier and been fine. No. No, that seems... I don't know, Grinchy or Scroogey or something like that. I don't want the clutter. I don't... I didn't... I don't know. I I didn't feel Christmas this year. We did ours. We took all our stuff down on, like, the second or... We're still finding bits and pieces of it, though. Like, you go through the house and... uh, And then you got to go down the basement and find all the Christmas decoration boxes. uh, It's a pain in the arse. But we did ours on, like, the second or third... Which for me was way too early. I could have used a few more days of the uh, twinkly, the soft twinkly Christmas lights in my home. You don't miss that when you take it all down? Not even a little bit. No, really? I, I feel more like a weight is off my shoulder. The house is back looking to normal. I feel like I have more room for activities. Maybe this just means I don't like the normal look of my house. There's more room to do gymnastics. Which you do. Oh, yeah. And your Pilates. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you work out with those TV shows. Just, do people still do that? Remember there used to be exercise shows on TV? Sit and be fit. Sit and be fit, yeah. Do people still do those? I wonder. Uh, but anyway, if you are... I guess now you've probably got a couple of days grace if you left your decorations up for what we're calling Ukrainian Christmas. Then you should take them down. Because come mid-January, it's starting to look a little sad. And once you get into February, yeah... There needs to be an intervention or something. Yeah, yeah. It it feels weird, like, even just 
when you're walking around or whatever and you see your neighbors and they still have all their Christmas trees up and you look and it's mid-January, it's time to move on. We unplugged all of our outdoor lights except for the, the main ones around the garage. I left those on. They get two hours a night. I'll have to unplug those soon too because you don't want to be the house that's still lit up in February or March. Yeah, we need to get into dark, boring January. Yeah. So everyone take your colorful stuff down. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.